Hi everyone, this is Dr. Gayla. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Today we'll be taking a look at polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS. PCOS is the most common form of female hormonal imbalance and up to 25% of women of reproductive age will have symptoms of PCOS. Conventional medicine has had little success treating it, so today we'll be talking about why you may want to take a functional medicine approach. We'll be going over the underlying causes, the best lab tests to run, a few case histories, and the most effective natural solutions for dealing with PCOS. Research has suggested that there are many different factors underlying PCOS, including genetic predisposition, hormonal imbalances, inflammation, and environmental toxins. Signs and symptoms include acne, hair loss, excessive facial and body hair growth, enlarged polycystic ovaries, and menstrual irregularity, either infrequent or absent periods, or you can continue to have periods but not have ovulation. Women with PCOS have disrupted hormones, insulin resistance, and chronic low-grade inflammation. So let's begin by looking at what can cause inflammation and insulin resistance and how that can cause hormonal imbalances. The dogma theory, short for dysbiosis of gut microbiota, suggests an imbalance in our natural gut flora as a root cause of inflammation. Inflammation can lead to an unnatural increase in testosterone and can lead to insulin resistance. In 2005, Tremelin and Pierce proposed that the inflammation and insulin resistance could be due to leaky gut and gut dysbiosis. Gut dysbiosis is a condition in which you have more bad bacteria than good bacteria in your gut. Leaky gut is a condition in which the delicate lining in your small intestine is damaged and allows the leakage of unwanted toxins, partially digested food, and bacteria into your blood, creating inflammatory chemicals that can cause inflammation throughout your body. Gut dysbiosis and leaky gut work together to produce inflammation and insulin resistance. Consuming a standard American diet consisting of foods that are low in fiber and high in sugar, refined oils, pesticides, and antibiotics can disrupt the bacterial balance in your gut. Stress, steroids, and anti-inflammatory drugs such as aspirin, Aleve, or Advil can damage the delicate lining in your small intestine and cause what's called leaky gut. In an article titled, Dysbiosis of Gut Microbiota, a novel theory for the development of polycystic ovarian syndrome, published in the July 2012 issue of Medical Hypothesis, Tremelin and Pierce indicated that PCOS clients are more likely to have gut dysbiosis and leaky guts. Women with PCOS have an increased risk of irritable bowel syndrome, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and obesity all linked to increased permeability of the intestinal lining, referred to as leaky gut. A study published online in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism 
revealed that women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome tend to have less diverse gut bacteria than women who do not have the condition. Diversity is the amount of individual bacteria from each of the different bacterial species present in your gut microbiome. In order to have good diversity of bacteria in your gut, it's important to eat a diet high in unprocessed foods, especially fresh fruits and vegetables. We create a lack of diversity when we eat the standard American diet consisting of food low in fiber, high in sugars, refined oils, pesticides, and antibiotics. Antibiotics decrease your microbial diversity since they not only target the bad bacteria, but they also destroy the beneficial bacteria that we depend on to keep us healthy. Taking just one round of antibiotics can decrease your gut microbiome diversity by at least 30%. In the July 2007 issue of Diabetes, an article titled Metabolic Endotoxemia Initiates Obesity and Insulin Resistance Kanai and colleagues found that bad bacteria have a component in their cell wall called lipopolysaccharides, or LPS for short. When LPS particles pass through a leaky gut and enter your bloodstream, your immune system is activated and creates inflammatory chemicals that cause inflammation throughout your body. These factors have been associated with the inactivation of insulin receptors on your cells, preventing insulin from binding to its receptor, thereby preventing glucose or sugar from entering the cell to be used as fuel. This is the onset of insulin resistance. Insulin resistance can produce all three symptoms of PCOS, menstrual irregularity, polycystic ovaries, and high levels of the male hormones known as androgens. In addition, the extra insulin produced from an inflammatory state increases free testosterone within the skin, resulting in acne and excessive hair growth. PCOS patients tend to also have dysfunction in bile production. Bile helps to eliminate cholesterol and waste products and promotes the breakdown and absorption of fats in your small intestine. Bile also plays a role in estrogen metabolism, insulin resistance, and the overgrowth of small intestinal bacteria often present in PCOS patients. Estrogen dominance results from the buildup of estrogens in our bodies due to poorly functioning liver detox pathways and the overabundance of estrogen mimickers in our food supply and environment. Estrogen dominance causes our bile to become thick and sluggish, and the bile cannot clear toxins as efficiently as possible. Recent studies published by Fuchs in 2012 and Lee in 2013 have shown that bile acids help regulate lipid and carbohydrate metabolism as well as inflammatory responses, so proper bile production is key to preventing insulin resistance. In 26, Hoffman and Ekman demonstrated that bile salts play a role in inhibiting the growth of bacteria in the small intestine. We should not have large amounts of bacteria present in our small intestine. When significant amounts of bacteria are in the small intestine, it's called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO, and this can cause bloating, pain, constipation, or diarrhea. An overabundance of bad bacteria can cause an increased production of insulin. Insulin is released when you eat and communicates to your cells to open up and take in glucose or sugar from your blood. If your cells become resistant to insulin, the communication doesn't work so the glucose can't get into your cells. 
The result is that the glucose will be stored as fat. 70% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance. Having high amounts of bad bacteria can also make you resistant to the hormone leptin. This is known as leptin resistance. Studies have shown that if, you, if your hypothalamus becomes resistant to leptin from an overabundance of bad bacteria, your metabolism will be slowed down in order to conserve energy. Leptin is produced by your body's fat cells and carried in your bloodstream into your brain, or it sends a signal to your hypothalamus, the part of your brain that controls when and how much you eat. If you're overweight or obese, you will have high levels of leptin. If your brain doesn't receive the leptin signal, it mistakenly thinks that your body is starving, even though it has more than enough energy stored. As a result, your brain will change its behavior in order to regain body fat and will encourage you to eat more or increase your appetite in order to prevent starvation. It will also reduce your energy expenditure. It will actually slow down your metabolism in an effort to conserve energy. If you have leptin resistance, it will be very difficult to lose weight unless you avoid sugar, fructose, grains, and processed foods and follow an anti-inflammatory diet. Let's take a look at the role of sex hormone binding globulin, also known as SHBG. In women who have PCOS, we frequently see higher than normal levels of insulin and decreased levels of the sex hormone binding globulin. This is a protein produced by your liver that binds your androgens, testosterone, DHT or dihydrotestosterone, and estrogen. Serum, serum hormone binding globulin carries these hormones throughout your bloodstream. Hormones in this bound state aren't available for your cells to use, so it's your body's way of regulating your hormone levels. If there's not enough of the carrier protein, sex hormone binding globulin, testosterone floats around freely in your blood because it's not being bound up, and this amplifies testosterone's effects, even if testosterone levels are not particularly high. A lack of the carrier protein, sex hormone binding globulin, allows excessive effect of these androgens or male hormones, so you develop symptoms of acne, excessive facial hair, and even male pattern baldness. The culprit behind low levels of SHBG is too much insulin. Insulin is a major regulator of sex hormone binding globulin production in the liver. The higher the insulin, the lower the sex hormone binding globulin production. Decreasing insulin levels through weight loss increases sex hormone binding globulin production. This is why it's so important to lose weight if you have PCOS and are overweight. A study done in Sweden confirmed that decreasing insulin levels led to an increase in SHBG. In the study, type 1 diabetics who had very low levels of insulin had very high sex hormone binding globulin. And type 2 diabetics who had very high insulin levels had very low levels of sex hormone binding globulin. Insulin directly reduces liver production of sex hormone binding globulin and therefore increases the levels of free and bioavailable androgens. These are the male hormones. High insulin levels causes an overproduction of testosterone and decreased SHBG, and this leads to increased effects of testosterone. Let's look at the best lab test to have your doctor run in order to determine the possible underlying causes of your PCOS. 
I always recommend ordering a GI map. This is a DNA stool test. This tests the DNA and will detect bacterial pathogens, parasites, worms, viruses, and fungal forms. It also reports your ability to break down your foods, the levels of inflammation in your gut, and several other important markers. I also recommend a Dutch dried urine test. This is a state-of-the-art test for checking all three levels of your estrogen, your DHEA levels, testosterone, androgens, and the efficiency of your liver to detox pathways to properly eliminate these hormones. It also checks your cycling cortisol levels, your levels of vitamins B12 and B6, as well as dopamine and inflammatory status. I recommend ordering a comprehensive blood panel, including hemoglobin A1C, insulin, vitamin D level, a complete thyroid panel, including TSH, free T4, your T3 uptake, and thyroid antibodies. I recommend a urine elements test to check for heavy metals and a non-heavy metal toxic burden test to check for toxins that might come from plastic or other chemicals in the environment. Many of these heavy metals and toxins disrupt your hormone function. So let's go over a case history. This 21-year-old patient came in in September of 2019 with symptoms of abnormal hair growth on her chin and neck. She was overweight, had difficulty losing weight, was waking up tired, and she was fatigued throughout the day. She had loose bowels, abdominal bloating and gas, irregular periods that were very heavy and painful when they did come. She also suffered with anxiety, migraines once per week, and rupturing ovarian cysts that caused severe pain. She'd been diagnosed with PCOS and had been suffering with symptoms for two years. Her blood test had shown high levels of testosterone and high blood sugar. Her, test, her Dutch urine test revealed high levels of testosterone, the male hormones androgens, and high levels of estrogen. She also had high levels of cortisol and DHEA, low levels of vitamin B6, and low levels of glutathione. Glutathione is the most important antioxidant for your liver and your brain. And she also had high levels of oxidative stress. She'd been eating a standard American diet, including fast food, chips, sugary pastries, and dairy products. I began by recommending an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free diet, excluding dairy products, gluten, and other allergens and other inflammatory foods. I recommended antimicrobial herbs and a soil-based probiotic to address her issues of small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, the loose bowels, and the bloating. Please listen to podcast number three if you'd like detailed information about how to address your gut problems. I also recommended a product containing vitamins B5, B6, and magnesium to support her adrenal function, choline and taurine to support her liver detoxification pathways to eliminate the high levels of hormones, and Chinese peony, dung quai, Chinese licorice, and other herbals to support her hormone balance regulate her periods, and support her ovaries. I recommended a product containing saw palmetto, stinging nettle, zinc, vitamin D, and amino acids to address her high levels of testosterone and androgens. And I recommended a small dosage of plant-based progesterone to help regulate her periods. Four weeks later, I added a product containing licorice, ashwagandha, and Chinese yam 
to give her added adrenal support and help her energy levels, and I recommended a product to support her thyroid and endocrine function. This product contained thyroid glandular, copper, selenium, and other trace metals and antioxidants. On November 15th, only eight weeks after she began the program, she reported that she was no longer fatigued and that she was waking up refreshed. Her periods had been regular since beginning the program. Her bloating was gone. Her bowel movements were normal. Her anxiety was less, and she'd lost 20 pounds. In December, she reported that her energy was good and that all of her symptoms were gone and that she'd maintain her weight loss of 20 pounds. She felt great. I added glutathione to address her low levels of glutathione. Again, the body's most important antioxidant to support her brain and her liver. And I recommended something called calcium deglucurate to increase her, increase her bowel clearance of estrogens. One final step was a metabolic detoxification program to eliminate heavy metals and toxins from her body. Here's another case history. This one's much simpler. This 18-year-old girl came in experiencing irregular periods, excruciating pain with ovulation, and terrible PMS symptoms. Her diet was poor, of course. She was eating lots of sugar, but her weight was normal. She had darkening of the hair on her face, and her ultrasound showed PCOS. Her DHEA and estrogen levels were high, so she had estrogen retention, or she was estrogen dominant, and she had high levels of progesterone. I put her on an anti-inflammatory diet, gave her adrenal support with adaptogenic herbals, ashwagandha, bacopa, and holy basil, and I recommended a combination of white peony and licorice extract to take care of her ovarian cysts. I recommended gymnema to help balance her blood sugar levels and stop her sugar cravings. And that herb, gymnema, is incredible for stopping sugar cravings. She had a follow-up ultrasound three months later and ovaries were completely normal. No cysts were seen. Her sugar and her carbohydrate cravings were completely gone. Her facial hair was almost completely back to normal, and she had no pain with ovulation. Her energy and mood were better, and this was from the adrenal support. As you can see, this case was a much simpler case than the first one. So let's look at some of the natural solutions for PCOS. First, I always recommend an anti-inflammatory diet. This diet consists of 60 to 70% of what's on your plate should be organic vegetables. Low sugar fruits such as organic berries, organic nuts and seeds, organic or pastured uh, poultry, pastured meats, wild caught fish, organic olive oil and avocado oil. Eliminating sugar, dairy, gluten and inflammatory foods is extremely important if you want to overcome your PCS, PCOS symptoms. So let's look at some of the supplements we use. If you do a DNA stool test and you find high levels of bad microbes, you're going to want to take the proper antimicrobials. And this is all discussed in uh, podcast number three on gut health. We then replace the probiotic bacteria and we add prebiotics to feed the good bacteria in your gut. The final step is to seal your gut with nutrients such as L-glutamine, zinc, and collagen peptides. It's very important to take magnesium glycinate. According to a study in the Journal of Gynecology and Endocrinology, if you have a magnesium deficiency, you are 19 times more likely to have PCOS, and magnesium helps to relieve anxiety and lower your insulin levels. 
I recommend taking 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate daily. 80% of Americans are usually deficient in magnesium. Licorice and white peony tincture taken together will slow the conversion of androgens to testosterone in the ovaries, will help to manage insulin and blood sugar levels, and will stop the formation of the ovarian cysts. Mix 80 milliliters of the licorice extract with 120 milliliters of white peony and take one teaspoon of this mixture three times per day for eight weeks. Do not take licorice if you have high blood pressure. Again, if you have high blood pressure, do not take licorice. Saw palmetto decreases the conversion of testosterone to the toxic form, DHT, and decreases the androgen levels. I recommend taking two to four milliliters per day of uh, tincture. Gymnema helps to balance blood sugar and sugar cravings. I recommend taking one to two tablets three times a day with meals. Chase tree helps reduce estrogen. It's anti-androgenic, which means it helps to lower androgen levels, and it also supports dopamine production. Black cohosh and tribulus support regular ovulation. Cinnamon and chromium are excellent for helping to reduce insulin resistance. If your vitamin D level was low on your blood test, take vitamin D. Your optimal level should be between 50 and 70. If you have irregular periods, take 25 to 30 milligrams of zinc and take EPA, DHA for omega-3 fatty acid balance. Let's look at myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. A 2016 study showed that myo-inositol helped to improve insulin sensitivity, supported normal follicle development, and improved sex hormone imbalance and androgen and insulin levels. Berberine can improve insulin sensitivity. It stimulates glucose uptake into the cells and might improve acne. It's also antimicrobial, and it can be taken safely for up to 12 weeks. DIM, which is from broccoli sprouts, supports your liver estrogen detoxification pathways. If your DNA stool test showed high amounts of an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, you definitely want to take something called calcium deglucurate. It will decrease the levels of this enzyme in your colon. This enzyme breaks apart your conjugated estrogen bonds that are in your colon, that are going out of your colon. They're being removed from your body. So you want these bonds to be removed. If you have high amounts of this enzyme, it'll allow the toxic estrogen, to, the bonds to break apart and move across the wall of your intestine and back into your blood. And this can lead to estrogen dominance and PMS symptoms. Increase fiber in your diet and take fi a fiber product to decrease insulin levels and keep your bowels moving. If your thyroid test showed that your levels were not optimal, take natural thyroid support and definitely support your adrenals to reduce your anxiety and support your hormone balance. I recommend adaptogenic herbs, including ashwagandha, bacopa, holy basil, and rhodiola. The final step after addressing gut dysbiosis, balancing hormones, and adopting a healthful diet is to do a metabolic detoxification program. This is a medical food program to support your liver detox pathways and improve the removal of toxic hormones and eliminate heavy metals and toxins from your body. It's important to address your stress. Find your favorite exercise. If you don't love it, you won't do it. Whether it's yoga, walking, resistance training, or your favorite sport. I love watching YouTube videos of something called The Three 
principles. It's very relaxing and very enlightening. And it's just an explanation of how our minds work and that our feelings are a result of our thinking. It's life-changing if it's something that resonates with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like a one-on-one consultation or if you'd like to see the names of the products I mentioned, please visit me at drgala.com. Click on podcast and you'll find a link to the products and the protocols that I mentioned. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day.